This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to show 326 Aussie Mac Zone. Different day this week. Zahn's been a bit crook. How are you, sir? <coughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't have the corona, much as I'd like to have one right now. And, um, yeah, so we missed last night because you was crook, so, and we're a bit Still early. am, but I'm all right. Yeah. Well, he thinks he's all right, but well, anyway. Uh, she doesn't say that. <laughs> so... Tonight, IT help to you and Aussie <laughs> Tech Radio. No, Glenn, not Corona. <laughs> <laughs> now, Aussie Apple ramblings this week. Apple closed all stores worldwide, except in Greater China, until March 27 to start. Apple Inc. is closing all its retail stores, except those in Greater China, for the next two weeks to minimise the risk of coronavirus transmission. Apple reopened all 42 of its branded stores in China last Friday as the number of new cases fell in the country where the outbreak originated from. Apple's alley workers will continue to receive pay in alignment with business as usual operation, Cook said, and online sales will continue as usual. In all of our offices, we are moving to flexible work arrangements worldwide outside of Greater China, he added. That means team members should work remotely if their job allows. The, company donations, the company's donations to the global coronavirus response to help treat those who are sick and to help lessen the economic and community impacts reached 24 million Australian on Friday, Cook wrote in the letter. So, yeah, pretty big impact. Yeah. yeah. But well done. Like, I, I like that... Uh... Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like Apple was on top of it straight away. Yeah. You know, they really did uh, make sure that everyone was safe and that they were going to do the right thing no matter what. Yeah. And so it's, it's good. Yeah. Now, Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference 2020 kicks off in June with an all-new online format. WWDC 2020 to feature an online format with a keynote and sessions connecting millions of developers around the world. Apple announced it will host its annual Worldwide Developers Conference in June, now in its 31st year. WWDC 2020 will take on an entirely new online format, packed with content for consumers, press and developers alike. The online event will be an opportunity for millions of creative and innovative developers to get early access to the future of iOS, iPadOS, macOS, watchOS, and TVOS, and engage with Apple engineers as they work to build app experiences that enrich the lives of Apple customers around the globe. We are delivering WWDC 2020 this June in an innovative way to millions of developers around the world, bringing the entire developer community together with a new experience, said Phil Schiller, Apple's Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing. The current health situation has required that we create a new WWDC 2020 format that delivers a full program with an online keynote and sessions offering a great learning experience for our entire developer community all around the world. 
we'll be sharing all of the details in the weeks ahead. So just a bit of background there. They already um, stream their, the, not only the, the keynote that they give, yeah. but they also stream the other talks that are given during well, yeah, the week. Because we, we watch it every year. So. Yeah, but not necessarily not necessarily live. Where now they're going to be live with people talking, asking questions, etc. Yeah. And for, for registered developers, you can get in and actually ask questions. And so you can watch during the day. <laughs> <laughs> with all of the new That's products excellent. and technologies we've been working on, WWDC 2020 is going to be big, said Craig Federighi. Australia, uh, sorry, Apple's Senior Vice President of Software Engineering. I look forward to our developers getting their hands on the new code and interacting in entirely new ways with Apple engineers, building the technologies and frameworks will shape the future access across all Apple platforms. Awesome. The WWDC 2020 program will provide Apple's entire global developer community, which now includes more than 23 million registered developers in more than 155 countries and regions. Yeah. And the next generation of app developers with their insights and tools needed to turn their ideas into a reality. Additional program information will be shared between now and June by email in the Apple Developer app and on the Apple Developer website. Apple has also announced it will commit $1 million to local San Jose organisations to offset associated revenue loss as a result of 2020's new online format. Uh, the App Store is the world's safest and most vibrant app marketplace with over half a billion people visiting each week. It remains the safest place for users to find software and provides developers of all sizes access to customers in 155 countries and regions. I'm in there all the time. <laughs> Developers have earned over $155 billion, with a B, since the App Store launched in 2008, with an, inter with an active install base of more than 1.5 billion Apple devices. WWDC 2020 will allow developers to learn about the new technologies and frameworks they rely on as they create new app experiences in areas included augmented reality, machine learning, health and fitness, hey, um, automation and more. So yeah, big year so far. <laughs> now a reminder, this week we are brought to you by AussieTechRadio.com. Now, as we've, we've stressed to you before, just have it on playing in the background, AussieTechRadio.com. Uh, it's got EFTM, the podcast. Two blokes talking tech. Yeah, audio pizza. Geeks interrupted. Aussie Max Zone. Uh, Aussie tech heads. Yeah, and we know for sure vertical holds also there. So yeah, just have it playing in the background. Honestly, you'll learn something new every week, and just it'll help you along. Absolutely. Whether whether you do it for a living or enjoy it. So yeah. Now, what about gaming this week, Young Zan? What do you got for me? Well, I've got the first one, which was recommended to me by the App Store, which was a shame, really. It's called Don't Bug Me. This game was it's got simple graphics and is easy to play but it just wasn't my thing I, I just couldn't get into the gameplay and may, I don't know maybe if the storyline was a little uh, I don't know more with it I guess uh, overall I got bored pretty fast and lost interest I gave it uh, two apples out of five two um, is not very much is it no <laughs> I, I just 
I wish there was more because it did get recommended to me by the app store. So, um, uh, unfortunately, it just it just sort of fell apart for me. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm willing to give it another chance because I always do. If I give you know a lower rating to a game, I'll always go back and replay it and and try to uh, just revisit it to make sure I've made the right decision. Uh, so you'll probably hear more about that uh, in the next few weeks. Um, but at the moment, that's that's where I'm sitting with it. So yeah, right. so, um, game yeah. two. Yeah. Yep. So by now we all know that I like a platformer game, <laughs> and Dodo Peak is no exception uh, to this fact at all. I, I I love this game and I had a great time. I, like, it was just so much fun. It really was. Um, you have to save your babies. You know, you're climbing up peaks and stuff, and you're a Dodo bird, obviously. You know, um, you got to avoid the obstacles and your enemies and like any good platform game from the past also had awesome, uh, you know, level selection. You had your bad guys and your, you know, your bosses and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 3.8 out of five apples because it was really fun. Yeah. And being a Dodo bird. Yeah. Dodo bird. Who would have thought? Like, <laughs> and do you remember, um, oh, what was it called? It was back in the eighties. Um, and most of our viewers probably weren't even born. Um, <laughs> um, you guys doing <laughs> double act? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I can't remember the name of the game now, but it's that that level jumping and you you know avoiding your enemies and then you know you got to dodge obstacles. It's just, it was just a, a really you know well relived platformer and it was quite modern as well so it it gives you the nostalgia feel but it was it was quite modern and fun yeah. so yeah now we're also brought to you this week by it help to you simple apple support you want anything on apple that you want supported give us a call that's what we're here for yep uh send us an email whatever you like look us up it www.ithelp the number two the letter u dot au. email look at the website whatever you like we're uh, Apple specialists for how long 1984 so that's 20 so that's what we do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I explain that to people, uh, when they're asking, do I know anybody, you know, do I recommend, uh, you know, so somebody who can work on Apple or Mac, you know, products, I'm like, I do, I do have a guy. I've been doing it for, you know, over 30 years. And they're like, how? <laughs> He's been there since the beginning. Like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 1984, when I joined the camp. Yep. <laughs> this is how to set up alloy reminders on your iPhone and Apple Watch to wash your hands and stop touching your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, 9to5 Mac helps us with, with the coronavirus outbreak becoming more serious in the US and around the world. You've likely heard many times about the important steps to stay healthy and curb the spread of the virus. Like washing your hands often and well, not touching your face. However, 
those can be tough habits to change. Definitely. Let's look at how to set up our reminders to wash your hands and stop touching your face on iPhone and Apple so, Watch. So I'm bad for this. Like, I'm not washing my hands. I'm actually quite good at washing my hands. <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, but touching my face, because I've got my beard now, and uh, over the years, you've all seen the crazy haircuts and beards and not beards and everything I've had. But now I've got a full beard and I touch it all the time. And I've got to keep rem- reminding myself, stop touching your beard. Like you're gonna put something, you know, you end up catching something. Just to go on a tangent for a sec, I took a photo which I haven't showed you yet. When yeah. I was away on the weekend, and um, the shop was called Grave Before Shave. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like my type of store. <laughs> Actually, my dad gave me some beard oil. Total different tangent here. <laughs> gave me some beard oil on the weekend, and it smells amazing. Yeah. It smells like the like the woods <laughs> I put it on and I'm like smell that and I go to the Kelly and she's like oh, it's manly I'm like isn't it <laughs> I don't know if I should be wearing it <laughs> give someone a false sense of like you know oh he knows what he's talking about no <laughs> iPhone and Apple Watch can be great tools to help stay healthy and flatten the curve of the coronavirus outbreak just like the hourly stand reminder Apple Watch users get We'll look at a couple of options, including Apple's Reminders app. All right, so we'll look at the option for Apple's Reminders app. Yep. Um, and a third-party app? No, we're not going to look at the third-party app. No. I just thought the Apple one, everyone's got it. Yep. Um, the article will have it on, but yeah, we'll just read it out, the, the Apple app. <laughs> Glenn says, the eighth of an Apple <laughs> will go bad. <laughs> now, um, so we, we've got... Keep washing our hands, and we've got to break habits, as in touching our face. So, research shows that it often takes up to two months to make a new habit stick. Not touching a face is probably more difficult to change than adjusting your hand washing routine. But constant reminders on your iPhone or Apple Watch could significantly shorten that time frame. The Centre for Disease Control... CDC officially recommends washing your hands with soap thoroughly for at least 20 seconds while other resources say 30 seconds so how to set up we're telling the kids at school 30 seconds yeah to wash your hands thoroughly uh, after each class if they can yeah yeah so how to set up hourly reminders to wash your hands on your phone and apple watch option so open the reminders app and create a new reminder Tap the eye to the right of the reminder. Tap the toggle next to remind me on a day. Tap toggle next to remind me at a time. Choose repeat and choose hourly or custom. And then you tap done. So that'll that'll put it on a reminder on your phone. You're wearing your watch, you'll get reminded every hour. Yeah. At, you know. At a quarter past the hour, 20 past the hour, 27 past the hour, whatever you like, whatever sort of fits into your schedule. Yep. That, that's that's what it'll do. And the yeah. idea is you're trying to create a new a new habit. Yeah. Yeah. And two, if you've washed your hands at the beginning of the day uh, with soap thoroughly, you can then reapply with your sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to go in, soap your hands up like you're a doctor or anything like that. It's just saying, keep yourself clean and, and just remind yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we're not spreading germs. 
Yeah. So we've got a pro tip here as well. Yeah. Skip the manual setup and use the Siri command to set up our reminders. Something like, hey, you, remind me to wash hands every hour starting at 3.23. Yeah. And every hour from 3.23 onwards, it'll go ding. That's great advice. Simple as that. A pro tip. So anybody that can do that, anybody can ask, um, I can't say her name or his (laughs) name or whoever you've got speaking to you. Yeah. I can say him. I can say Siri. And um, (laughs) Siri, or however you like to pronounce it. Um, And you can just ask her to do that or ask him to do that. And um, yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. (laughs) How to number two. Yeah, go for it. How to deal with movies that bounce from too quiet to too loud. I've included this because we may be spending a lot more time isolated in the near future. Popular um, science advice, I love big movie explosions as much as anyone. But I have a, a bone to pick with movie studios. It feels like every time I watch an action movie, I have to turn the volume way up just to hear the character speak. Bothers me so much. <laughs> or I go from Netflix to Stan and I the, the levels on the, each one are so much different. Oh, anyway, <laughs> back to this. <laughs> the character speak, then quickly turn it down every time something explodes and when I'm not uh, quick enough, on the draw, my sleeping wife gets very angry. Very <laughs> angry. <laughs> oh, my God. Why isn't that so loud? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Or the music. You know, you've turned it up so you can hear them talk, and then all of a sudden the music kicks in even before the action starts, yeah. and it just blows everyone away. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is wake up my 13-month-old son and then wake up, who wakes up my wife because... <laughs> It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what do movies do this? It all has to do with dynamic range. The difference between the loudest and the softest parts of a soundtrack. The wider the range, the larger the dynamic impact. Explains Scott Wilkinson, audio-visual technician, journalist, and consultant, and the home theatre geek on twit.tv. In other words, they mix it that way, so when the explosions finally happen... It kicks you in the guts and rocks your world. You know, like when you're watching it and you're ready and it boom and you're like, whoa. So, Excellent. yeah, you, know, you really, it gets you in there. You, know, you, you want that to happen, you know. The problem is sometimes you don't want your world rocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to say that I always want my world rocked. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just want to relax while watching superheroes punch each other in the face without waking the neighbours. Yep, that's true too. Um, through your paper thin walls and your dynamic range because, uh, becomes a lot less desirable. This is generally not a problem in uh, commercial cinemas which have high quality sound systems and good acoustics, Wilkins says. So you can hear and understand quiet dialogue in one sense without uh, lessening the impact of loud, uh, loud explosions in, in other scenes. Even if these movies get remastered uh, for home viewing, most people are using weak TV speakers 
in a less than ideal room with the air conditioner running yeah. <laughs> guilty uh, in the background it's a recipe for <laughs> unintelligible dialogue and constant volume tweaking on you what's that on your apple tv on, on your apple tv on so your that's a typo there yeah yeah so we go to settings hey james is watching excellent we go to video and audio and we set reduced loud sounds to on and that should level out yep. the whole whole sound the whole dynamic range it's not just the Excellent. loud sounds it's, it's sort of boosted up so that whatever volume set apps a lot more yep. level yeah so something to think about yes you know i've turned it on now just to see what it's like i haven't actually listened to a really loud movie or anything yet but um yeah. I, I always get in trouble for this, like seriously, <laughs> almost on a nightly basis. <laughs> so, uh, Bill Gates leaves Microsoft board. So I know this is not to do with Apple, but... Still, yeah. still something pretty big. S still big, yeah. And it's in the IT world. Bill Gates is leaving Microsoft's board, the com company announced on Friday. Gates co-founded Microsoft in 1975 with Paul Allen, who passed away in 2018. Gates is among Microsoft's top shareholders. <laughs> I like this one. He's among Microsoft's top shareholders and he owns 1.3% of the shares, according to Factsheet. <laughs> so there must be a lot of shares. Oh, yeah. Now, Microsoft announced on Friday that Bill is leaving the board effective Friday. Gates is also stepping down from his position on the board of Berkshire Hathaway. Hmm. I've made the decision to step down from both of the public boards on which I serve, Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway, to dedicate more time to philanthropic priorities, including global health and development, education, and my increasing engagement in, in tackling climate change, Gates said on Philanthropic. Philanthropic. The leadership at the Berkshire Hathaway's Berkshire companies and Microsoft has never been stronger, so the time is right to take the step. With respect to Microsoft, stepping down from the board in no way means stepping away from the company, Gates said. Microsoft will also always be a part of my life work and I will continue and engage with Satya and the technical leadership to help shape the vision and achieve the company's ambitious goals. I feel more optimistic than ever about the progress the company is making and how it continues to benefit the world. Gates was CEO until 2000 when Steve Ballmer took over the role. Microsoft's current CEO, Satya Nadella, took over in 2014. Gates was director of the board at Microsoft until 2014, but began dedicating more of his time to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2008. So well done and congratulations, Bill. Absolutely. What a outstanding career. Yes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Now this one, I'm very cranky about this one. I'd say the S, the S word, or well, the F and S word. Yeah. It, but we're a good podcast. So. Yeah, we're a family friendly podcast. Yes. Mum's iPad stolen while she was saving a man's life. Yahoo reports a good Samaritan was robbed when she stopped on the side of the road to save an elderly man who had no pulse. Mother of three, 
Latara uh, uh, Ogle. Latara Ogle. I should know Ogle. I have family <laughs> with the same last name. Was flagged down by a woman while she was driving to Perth on Wednesday. Ms Ogle told WA Today she could see the woman was quite distressed and she pulled over to see what was going on. Uh, what was wrong, only to find an elderly gentleman who had stopped breathing. In a statement to Yahoo News Australia, WA Police Force confirmed at 3.15pm on Wednesday, a woman pulled over to a sister band on the side of the road with a medical emergency. Due to her daughter's medical condition, Ms Ogle is trained in CPR and was able to revive the man. She is also studying health uh, science at university. She turned to a bystander and asked them to retrieve a resuscitation mask from her car and the man never returned with the mask. After saving the man's life, Ms Ogle jumped in her car and made her way home. It wasn't until later she realised her iPad was missing. While she was performing CPR, it was sitting in the passenger seat of her car. The car was up, was locked before that. The iPad was uh, in it, and when I got home, it was gone, she told Nine News. Whilst providing medical assistance, the woman asked a male bystander to get her first aid kit out of the glove box of her vehicle, and she and he didn't return. A WA police force spokesman told Yahoo uh, News Australia. It is unknown if the male uh, went to her, her vehicle. The iPad not only included photos of her children, but a thesis for university, she told WA Today. Some of the most recent edits were not yet backed up and the device itself is disabled, so it is no use to, to the person who took it. Nine News reported the man who she saved was in a stable condition on Thursday night. Although Ms Ogle does want her iPad back, she does appreciate uh, there are more important things. I think materialistic things can be replaced, but people's lives, they can't, she told Nine News. There's no price on that. Well, well done. Yes, for saving Ms. Man's, yeah, Ms Ogle for yeah. saving that man's life. And um, shame on you, whoever's took her iPad. Yes. Yeah. Australia sues Facebook for $529 billion with a B dollars. That's more than the government makes in a year. Mashable reports Facebook is being sued by the Australian government for allegedly violating the country's privacy laws, with the requested damages potentially reaching $529 billion. The Cambridge Analytica data scandal may have been years ago now, but its effects linger on. According to the suit filed to the Australian Federal Court on Monday last week, Facebook violated the privacy of approximately 311,127 Australians by disclosing personal information to the This Is Your Digital Life app between 2014 and May 2015. The developers of the app sold personal information to Cambridge Analytica, which used it for political profiling. Jesus. The Office of the Australian Information Commission alleges that Facebook failed to take responsible, uh, sorry, reasonable steps to protect those individuals' personal information from unauthorised disclosure 
and further disclosed said information for a purpose other than that for which it had been collected, both are violations of Australia's Privacy Act 1988. We consider the design of the Facebook platform meant that users were unable to exercise reasonable choice and control about how their personal information was disclosed. Australian Information Commissioner and Privacy Commissioner Angeline Falk said in a press release, Facebook's default settings facilitated the disclosure of personal information, including sensitive information, at the expense of privacy. The suit alleged that the majority of the affected Australians didn't actually install the app themselves. Instead, their data was collected after their Facebook friends downloaded the app, giving them no reasonable opportunity to opt out. The OAIC claims only 53 people in Australia downloaded This Is Your Digital Life app. Wow. Each alleged violation carries a maximum penalty of $1.7 million Australian, which is a significant mountain of cash by itself. But when multiplied by the 311,000 cases alleged by the OAIC, it grows to an almost comical sum of $529 billion. For comparison, the Australian government's total revenue in 2019-20 is estimated to be $537 billion. And it won't be anywhere near that because of the, all our situations this year. Okay. However, the OAIC told the Australian Financial Review that the court could potentially consolidate all these cases into a single breach, would which reduce it back to $1.7 million. Now, anything else, Stan? Um, stay safe. Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. You don't need that much toilet paper. <laughs> um, you know? And at Aubrey and Wodonga didn't have any toilet paper either. No, oh, no. It's not just here. It's like no. the United States. I, I listen to podcasts, you know, from all over the world and I, you know, follow other, you know, sort of people from all over the world on Twitter and, and Facebook and, and stuff like that. And it's not just here. It's everywhere. Yeah. Even in the, it's in the UK, it's in the US, it's here, it's, and, you know. And, like, the shop, like, Coles and Woolies are having, um, like, between 7 and 8 in the morning. Yeah. So that elderly people can go shopping. Yeah. The only hassle is that they haven't stocked the shelves of toilet paper, for example, at that mm. time. Yeah. So that people still can't get it. Well, and, and that's, and, and they said, uh, this morning that there's definitely not a supply issue it's just the restocking so they're employing more people to do to mm. do more restocking yeah well that's right well, they said, sold out. i've seen yeah. that uh Woolworths and iga are, are both saying that they're going to be having people almost 24 hours restocking now yeah uh, just to make sure that everybody can get what they need yeah because because we're buying up for mm. we are over buying because yeah. we're buying two weeks of time another thing to be aware of is don't overbuy on fresh stuff where you're, you're going to end up with a lot more food wastage. Yeah, you are. You know, you've just got to be really... If everyone was exactly the same yeah. and didn't worry about it too much, yeah. then it'd all still be on the shelf. Just take what you need. Yeah. Don't be selfish about it. Make sure that everybody else has as much as and they need. One guy in the States I saw today also, he, um, he went around all the shops in his town yeah. and bought all of the... Um, what do you call it? The hand sanitizer? Yeah. And was trying to sell it as a massive profit on eBay or whatever. 
See, and then disgusting. A, he got into trouble for that. And Good. B, so he, he end, what he ended up doing was everything that he bought, he gave to a local church to distribute. Excellent. Yeah. So. Because he got caught, though. Otherwise, he would not. Because he got caught. Yep. There you go. How are you doing, mate? Uh, Corona Cast Podcast. Hmm. Yeah. I ABC. Ju- I yeah. just downloaded it last night. Yeah. Yep. So, ABC Australia podcast corona cast is a podcast that helps you answer your question or helps answer your questions about coronavirus covid19 they break down the latest news and research to help you understand how the world is living through an epidemic it's an australian based it is australian based and will help keep up to date and inform us of the evolving situation yeah my suggestion subscribe absolutely this is, really, this is a really good thing. If you subscribe to this podcast and listen, so yeah. we're not panicking yeah. and we're, we're not panic buying and, and we're treating each other uh, the way we should be treating each other. Yep. Uh, there's a post on my Facebook that I will, I'll load uh, onto um, Aussie Max Zone uh, where I was in Costco last week and it was horrible. Like to see... And people, they were allowed to get one pack of toilet paper and one pack of uh, paper towels each. And, and people going, taking them, going outside and then coming back into the store. Yeah. Even though they were asked not to do it. Uh, I watched uh, uh, two gentlemen uh, come to, almost come to blows. Oh, the toiletry items. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be treating each other like that at all. Yeah. It's not, it's not who we are as humans, well, I hope. And if so, you've got questions about the epidemic, etc., yeah, you can send them into the podcast, and they they'll attempt to answer. Like they start every every episode with trying to answer questions from the listeners. So, yeah, da- at least daily, if not more than just yeah. daily. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a really good podcast, and, and it it's just, Australian based, and it just makes you understand. Yeah. So, please be safe, people, and please be nice. Yeah. It's by health people, not by re- like health reporters, not by, you know music reporters or whatever you know what I mean like it's just very specialised people that are actually doing the reporting don't forget our show notes link each week what has Glenn said Uh, I was going to send you the soul vial but you keep the filth in your mouth good to see (laughs) (laughs) that's the old soul vial go (laughs) Glennie so don't forget show notes link each week Uh, the upload being https colon forward slash forward slash aussiemaxzone.com.au this week of course being forward slash amz326 there you'll see uh, at least six weeks worth of show notes you can email michael at aussiemaxzone or zahn at aussiemaxzone spotify you just search for aussiemaxzone apple news apple uh, podcast yeah Uh, and this week Supported by AussieTechRadio.com and, and IT, IT help, help to you. you. Most importantly, our supporters, you, our listeners, the most important people. Why am I so red? Because I've been out on the weekend, got sunburnt. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. It's just so red. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously spoke about this before the podcast, <laughs> and I said because uh, he was at a car show, and I said, "Did you get any good photos?" He's like, "No," because I stayed out in the sun, and got sunburnt, so I couldn't get any good. <laughs> I thought if I didn't say anything, no one else would notice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Over to you for the sign-off, please. Uh. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. We care. And remember, an apple a day keeps the androids away. Bye. Thank you.